0: There were lots of people that said the Angels couldn't stand a chance against the Braves. And that's why, according to Chris Berman, you play the game. The Angels got game one against the Atlanta Braves on Monday night. We're excited. I know you're excited. How'd they do it? We're going to tell you. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels.
1: You are Locked
0: On Angels,
1: your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDON. Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels where it's your team every day. You've
1: got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, everybody knows that you and I are huge fans of this team, and that's why on this trade deadline day, hopefully you're joining us before the uh, 3 p.m. West Coast deadline time we are going to be jumping on a bleacher report you can jump into the app you can jump to the website and you can watch us live stream talking about everything that the angels have done since the deadline that's going to be at 4 30 pacific time mike and i'll be there jump in get in the comments with us we'd love to have our locked on everydayers show up and show out and show bleacher report that we got the best angels talk around baby so that's again 4 30 pacific time on BleacherReport.com or in the Bleacher Report app. Really looking forward to that. See if we make any more moves. Maybe we'll even have one during the show like last week. Remember that? That was fun. That was fun. Uh, Hey, Mike, we're talking about this Brave series. We're going to get into the Game 1 recap here in just a minute. But on today's show, because of that trade deadline, if the Angels make another move, who should it be? What should it be for? What should they do? We'll talk about that. And we got a stat That explains why the Angels have struggled so much with runners in scoring position. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about this big win over the Braves. It was 4-1. to Mike, before I kick it to you, I just want to do a little dedication here. And I'm going to say, you know, every time the Angels have a good outing, there's always a, well, or there's always a, well, but. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. so in honor of the passing of Pee Wee Herman, Mike, we're going to talk about that big butt because it doesn't exist in this game. The Angels defeated the best team in baseball with their rookie starting pitcher going five innings of one run ball. And then they shut it down with our bullpen guys. Mike, all the new additions. I listened to some new addition, by the way. Uh, All the new additions were fantastic last night. But set the stage for us because, again, we're talking about that big butt. Uh,
0: so talk to me about the Braves and who they are coming into this game on Monday night. Well, here's a stat for you, Johnny. The Braves in the first inning, uh, have scored the most runs of any team in any inning. They had the most home runs of any team in any inning, most hits, and they had the best run differential of any other team in any inning. And so with all of those stats to start with, Johnny, it was the Halos who scored first, Louis Ranjifo, who's just killing it, batting leadoff. I'm not sure if I'm a fan, but right now I'm a fan because, because whatever works. I, I, I want it to broken. work, right? <laughs> he hits his 10th home run and he just crushed a fastball. And right now he looks like he belongs in that leadoff spot, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. You know what? He's, he's done great. Taking more walks this year, Mike. He has. Yeah. And Goodbye.
1: <laughs> there was a moment where he could have stretched something to a double, but uh, Acuna picked up the ball and he even like gave felt a he little wave him. like, yes, like go ahead. And, yeah. and the funny thing about that is, is Renifo smiled and he laughed and he stayed at first, but that gave Shohei Otani the opportunity to actually hit in this one Yeah, and hit. He did. He was hitting rockets in this one outside of the intentional walk. He did get uh, at one point during the game, but yeah, uh, I got to give it up to Renhifo. He's having a great month of July. Like we were talking about, Mike, does he just need the playing time to stay hot Or is he just a guy who's going to heat up in the summer when, you know, everybody else is hurt and he's
0: playing every day. Right, uh, right. So
1: I, great from the leadoff spot. For I, sure. I
0: think that a part of Hefo's game is that he just needs consistent at bats. And yeah. I think we're seeing that now two years in a row. Speaking of being consistent, Randall Grichuk has been a pretty consistent player oh, yeah. over the last few years. Johnny, he gets his first angel home run, his ninth <laughs> of the season. 14 years. Yeah, 14 years. <laughs> Crazy. And then Chad Wallach suddenly has the game of his life. Let's go hits a 441-foot home run. His massive home run happened in the sixth inning. And then we had that moment where you were talking about where Shohei comes up in the ninth inning, and he's got two runners on. They have to pitch to him, Mm -hmm. and he crushes a ball to center field. Unfortunately for the Angels... Harris is in center field. Michael Harris Harris Second. is in center field. And that guy leaps and very trout-like, takes the home run back. Got to take your cap. (laughs) It was a great play. Yeah. And it was helpful for the Angels, though, because the runners did tag. And then how about this? C.J. Crone coming up and gets a hit. Johnny, not just any sort of hit, not like a hit randomly. Johnny, (laughs) it was a hit with runners in scoring position. Oh, my gosh. Check your pulse,
1: (laughs) man, because – yeah, he he was able to deliver that uh, fourth run of the game, uh, driving in Renhefo from uh, that spot or not Renhefo was it? Uh, was it who who was who did he drive in? Doesn't matter. Uh, Krone, <laughs> somebody <laughs> somebody from third. Yeah, Crone was able to drive them in. And Mike, that was the thing. They still struggled with runners in scoring position. However, those home runs certainly helped. Yep. And for Crone to take that high fastball and just get level with it and hit it. And, and drive in a run. That was fantastic to see. Mike, you have been preaching the word of Chase Silseth for a long time. Why don't you talk about his start in this one?
0: Yeah, so this was a surprise start. It sounded like uh, the day before the game, he was made aware that he'll probably start because Griffin Canning didn't. He said he had general soreness. He didn't feel like he like fully recovered from his last start. He is hopeful and not concerned. Uh, doesn't think that this is going to be a, a major issue. Now, Canning did throw a lot of pitches in his last two throwing starts. His he was, arm,
1: throwing his arm off, man. Yeah,
0: two, two starts prior, he threw 120 pitches, and then he threw over 90 pitches in his last start. And so I get maybe why they want to skip him, and maybe he needs some extra time. Totally understandable. But to have somebody like Chase Silseth come in, John, and step up like he did, the thing that made him successful last night, and here's his stats, five innings, three hits, one earned run, four Ks. John, he threw a first-pitch strike. How about that? First-pitch strikes are always going to give you the advantage, and he did so good at making sure that he was going to hit a strike with his first pitch, and he was really hitting those strikes on the corners, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was throwing that
1: fastball at, like, 96. And here's the thing about Silseth. The second and third time through the order is when he starts to get figured out a little bit. And when he was going through the order the second time, is when he started surrendering a hit there and a hit there, and that's when Olsen got the home run. But, Mike, he was dotting the corners with his fastball on, like, one and two counts. He yeah. wasn't getting the three and two. Yeah, It wasn't full counts. Every single time somebody tweeted at us and said, you know, Detmers and Sandoval could take a page out of Chase Silseth's book <laughs> yeah, about no kidding, finishing right? pitch, finishing hitters with a with a strikeout. Learn from the rookie. Exactly, that's exactly what Chase Silseth did. So uh, fantastic outing. Mike, I got to say I was impressed with the bullpen in this yes. one. Yeah. And, dare I say, Phil Nevin's decision-making when it came to the bullpen because Jose Soriano came in. He had one and a third inning, came up big in the sixth inning, was able to get out of the bases loaded jam. Where they walked Matt Olson. by the way. Doesn't yep. feel so good now, does it, British <laughs> fans? Uh, and then Aaron Loop came in to finish that out. Got oh, clean innings, got three outs. Uh, give it up for Aaron Loop again. I wasn't sure if it was worthy of the, the tweet that says say nice things about Aaron Loop, but we you know already, what? He, we already did. He <laughs> did a great job in that one. And then Mike Ronaldo Lopez gets yeah. five outs. Uh his his first save as a halo he struck out three hitting oh my gosh, hitting 101 man, it Throwing was crazy. It was took great. a took a drive on the freeway, the 101 baby because that's what he was doing in this one. And I just said it yesterday with Estevez and Matt Moore going pretty f- deep and, and throwing a lot of pitches on Sunday. Now you have Lopez yep. to be the other side of that coin, right? Yep. So just fantastic to see him go out there and get that. They they pitched like a playoff team, Mike, and it was they against did. a really difficult team in the Braves. So I don't want to hear about your big butts because this was a team that the Angels like had them, to beat that's... coming into August. <laughs> what happened, Mike? I thought we were just supposed to not play these games. Right. We against said, the Braves and Wave
0: the White Flag. We yeah, should have sold. Were, that's what we were supposed to, to do, right? Listen, yes. I know, was I know it's just one game and I get it. And that's the that's the feedback we'll probably get. It's just one game. It's just guys. one game. You're right. Well, but, You're but right. it is just one game. You're right. And we're taking it one game at a time. Yep. And what's always great have, about always this team, will, what's great about this team is that they're five and two on this road trip. They're two and two against the Braves and the Blue Jays currently. Johnny here's the really interesting record they are 12 and 11 in July after starting the month losing eight of ten
1: yeah I mean it makes sense and and when you think about all the injuries that happened prior to the all-star break and then they come out and you know they they played some tough teams in the Astros they played some easy teams that they were supposed to be but they swept the Yankees they swept the Tigers so you see how those wins stack up and 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 (laughs) you can think about the like distributive property, Mike, if you go back to your seventh grade math class or whatever, you think about the fact that, yeah, they, they lost two games against the Blue Jays, but they did win three against the Tigers. So if you move one of those wins over to the Blue Jays series, you've got a quote-unquote series win in right. both of those. So right. uh, just just it evens out at the end of the day because I believe you were the one who said the Angels would need a really uh, good stretch of winning all the series from here on out, and and they would pile on the wins. Yeah. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but it is good to know that they're stacking up wins wherever they can. So as it stands right now, they are 56-51, and 51, four and a half games back in the AL West, three back in the wild card. Hold it up proudly, three, baby. <laughs> Mike, again, the Angels are back at it against the Braves at 420 Pacific time. It's going to be Patrick Sandoval versus Spencer Strider. The only one pitcher I think I'm really worried about in this series. However, he has been getting hit hard lately. You can catch every pitch at the Angels Hometown Broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Angels. And coming up on Lockdown Angels, it is deadline day. So, the Angels are going to make more moves. Maybe they have in the time that you're getting to this video. What moves should they make? We'll talk about all of that coming right up.
0: Lockdown Angels is brought to you by the Game Time app. With the Game Time app, buying tickets is fast and easy. They've got deals on tickets right up until the day of the event. And the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price and event cancellation protection. On the Game Time app, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, literally two taps, and you're set. You can see the images of your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. But if you are an Angel fan, you already know what you already know where you're sitting what? hey listen
1: my buddy steven is a big giants fan he grew up in the bay area and he said hey let's go to angels giants at the big a on monday and so he sent me some seats from game time i told him to use game time use our promo code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase and he sent me some seats and i said "Eh, we can do better than that <laughs> so now we're going to sit behind the bullpen and uh, at a great price, Mike, and he's going to use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB
0: for $20 off his first time using GameTime app. And you can do the same thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just download the Game Time app right now, create an account, and then use our code LOCKEDONMLB, $20 off your first purchase. There are some terms that do apply. Again, create an account, use our code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off our first purchase. Didn't he know who he was going with? He should have asked you first, right? <laughs> Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed.
1: Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, join us today, 4.30 Pacific Time on Bleacher Report. You can go to the website. You can download the app and watch it there. Mike and I are going to be doing a post-trade deadline live stream, and we want you to be there as well to jump in our comments, jump in the conversation. Again, let's show up and show out and show everybody why we love talking Angels baseball every single day of the work week. So again, 4.30 Pacific time on Bleacher Report or in the Bleacher Report app. Hey, the Angels are back at it against the Braves today at 4.20 Pacific time. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM
0: with the SXM app. Just search Angels. With the trade deadline today, Johnny, the Angels have really made some major moves and mm-hmm. it wasn't just recently, although the recent trades were great, but let's, let's take them back just a few weeks. We got Escobar, we got Mike Mustakis. Now I think Mustakis has actually probably been one of the best trades that Perry Manassian has pulled off Definitely. because he's really been great for us offensively and defensively and not just at third base, but at first base. I mean, the right. guy has been incredible. And then Escobar being a guy that can actually play all, all over the infield and then has, a bat from the left and from the right. I think he's a great guy off the bench. And then making those trades for Giolito and Lopez, we're already seeing the benefit. And Giolito is supposed to pitch in this series against the Braves. Uh, I believe that that's tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. And so that's exciting. And then Lopez, of course, having the five-out save and being like a second closer for us yeah. is is Throwing 101. Incredible. I love that. <laughs> and then... And then what I loved is that Perry didn't just stand, stand path. He actually went and got some more hitters. And so we do have Randall Gritchuk, who I think is a great replacement for Taylor Ward. They're yeah. about kind of equal. I think Gritchuk's better in the outfield, obviously. Definitely. And then you've got a guy like CJ Krohn, who in last night's game, Zach Neto un- uncharacteristically threw a ball in the dirt towards first base and Krohn picked it like he was Jared mm-hmm. Walsh. Like mm-hmm. he looked fantastic over there. uh Jared Walsh. And and so it was it was great to have these guys on the team the Angels have really filled the holes nicely. Now, if we could just stop getting hurt and get healthy, that would be even better. But right. the big question is, Johnny, what else do the Angels need? And do you think that they'll actually go and fill those needs before the trade deadline?
1: I could see them getting another bullpen piece. I'm would still, i still ringing the horn of Carlos Hernandez. I think he would be great as a setup guy in the back end of the bullpen. Maybe you have Matt Moore and Estevez one night, and then you have... Uh, Carlos Hernandez and Ronaldo Lopez another night. You really got to shore up this bullpen. And then Mike, I know he's still hurt and I know that we're kind of hanging our hope on him coming back, but Ben Joyce still throwing that heat that he throws, I think is also a great addition to this bullpen. Yeah. Uh, I think about starting pitching and I know Montgomery is in Texas. Max Scherzer went to Texas. Uh, They just lost. Uh, Nate Ivaldi, by the way, to some forearm strain. So who knows how long that will be an issue for him. But that's something to keep an eye on. And they also lost Jonah Heim behind the dish. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a real chance to leapfrog here. There's a real chance to get ahead of some of these teams. I, I want to say starting pitching. I still think they need another starter. I know we have Otani and Giolito. And then you can take your pick of you know, one of the four guys who slots in behind them in in a playoff, a hypothetical playoff series. But, you know, now that Montgomery is gone, and now that, I mean, I never really thought about Scherzer or even Verlander. I know he's still out there, but I hadn't really considered those guys just because of the cost involved. But Steve Cohen has proved that he'll pay some of that salary down if it means getting a better prospect in return. But I'm still ringing the bell for Carlos Hernandez from the Royals. I think as a starting pitcher, I think he makes sense. Mike, maybe Eduardo Rodriguez from the Tigers. Hmm. I know that Baltimore, as of this recording, was in talks for both Rodriguez and Michael Lorenzen to come over and pitch for them. So we'll see what happens there. Marcus Stroman has not had a great few weeks since we last talked about him, so I'm not quite sure about that. I don't see Snell going anywhere. And I'm trying to think if there's any other starters out
0: there. But what are your thoughts here on who the Angels should add? I, I would love to see another starter. I think yeah. the bullpen. I think the bullpen with the guys coming back and with Lopez in the bullpen. I think that we're at a place now where I'm I'm really comfortable. And then with Davinsky coming back, he he pitched last night and and win an inning, struck out three, and so I think that the bullpen. I hate to say is good because <laughs> I don't. It's I don't want to jinx it. It but can be better. right? Yeah, yes. it, it, it can, can always be always better. Be better. I, I think I would love to see a, a starter now. If Tyler Anderson pitches like he did in his last start, then I think that maybe I would be a bit more comfortable. But right now, I'm just kind of not comfortable with Sandoval, Detmers, or Anderson currently. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm mm-hmm. more comfortable with Silseth than I am with with any of those other guys. You you mentioned something that I think I think needs to be brought up. You mentioned prospects and, like, what would be the cost to go get, Mm -hmm. like, a And I've noticed that some of the narrative out there is that, man, we're really kind of, like, getting rid of everybody to really help this team get to the playoffs. I mean, we talked about these names on yesterday's show, guys like Kai Bush and Landon Marceau and Jansen Junk and those guys we traded earlier this year. And I know that a lot of people are like, man, we're really just, like, dumping the farm and it's really going to hurt our our rankings and, and the potential of these guys coming up. Johnny, quite honestly, I feel the opposite about that and, and mm. here's why the rankings have said that our our minor leagues have been terrible and yet on the major league roster right now are Neto, bachman joyce and soriano who were in the <laughs> minor leagues right and yeah. so I, I just think that we have to be very cautious about those rankings and and where we land and and also quite honestly and it i think it was baseball trade value or that website where they they do the trades they actually tweeted out about how they have a system and how they measure things and then somebody actually tweeted i think it was a ken rosenthal article that said every team has their own measurements and so i think that what we see ranked 29th is probably not how the rest of the league sees our our minor leagues and it's obvious that if we can trade away somebody like a kai bush and 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 get a Lucas Giolito and a Lopez. Like, I think that maybe our our minor league guys are actually valued higher than what maybe the scouts are saying. That's the thing is is for
1: Kai Bush to be traded for Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez. I know that he wasn't the only one. It was Edgar Caro as well. Um, somebody out there somewhere values our prospects. Yeah, and they value the individual person. Right. Yeah. That it's not you. You can take all this these ratings from. Keith Law and Baseball Prospectus and Baseball Today, all that stuff. And, and of course, you can take those into consideration on where teams rank. But at the end of the day, when you get down to the individual player, really, like, anybody's going to jump at the chance to have a, a pitcher that they're really excited about. Mm-hmm. Remember, Lindsey Crosby said, if the Rays call you for a specific pitcher, you get on the phone with your best people and say, Why do the Rays want this guy? (laughs) Yes, right. And and that's exactly what, to your point about that athletic article, the Rays are able to identify things that certain teams can't identify in their own players, and then they can come out and make them a stud, right? Yep. So all of that to say there's always going to be value in your minor league system, whether you're first or whether you're 30th, right? It doesn't matter where the team ranks. When it comes down to individual players, they're going to – earn some cachet among the league with, with front offices. Mike, Jared Walsh was drafted in the 36th round Mm -hmm. and he was an all-star in 2021. And I contend that he would still be here if he wasn't dealing with long COVID and neurological stuff. I would contend that if that didn't happen to him, he'd still be playing first base and he'd still be doing a great job. Right? So it just goes to show that you're not always going to have these like flashy prospects that are going to give you these, huge deals now very rarely do you have a mike trout or very rarely do you have like a jackson holiday where it's Mm -hmm. like oh that guy that Mm -hmm. guy's gonna be a stud and so again at the end of the day i'm not worried about future rankings mike they just completed a draft and they're probably really excited about the players that they just brought in and so that gave them the ability to move on from some of the guys that they uh were previously excited about
0: to talk about what everybody's talking about and that is how the angels are struggling with runners in scoring position johnny i need your feedback hey. i think i figured out why they're struggling with runners in scoring position hit me and i think everybody knows this they're struggling because of one stat and that is strikeouts hmm. they are striking out way too much in fact they are 12th in the american league out of 15 teams in k's they're in the bottom half of, of, of that department and then this last weekend against the jays They struck out 38 times, Johnny, all weekend long. They're not making contact. And I think the strikeouts actually really impact what they do with runners in scoring position. So hear me out. Contact, even if it's just a weak ground ball somewhere, it moves runners. It forces the infield and potentially the outfield to Mm -hmm. move. It can cause potential errors. It can cause potential opportunities. And not making contact doesn't move the runners. And right now for the Angels, it's been a walk when they've had runners in scoring position. It's been a strikeout when they've had runners in scoring position. In fact, even for Shohei Otani, it's been that way. 61% of his ABs have concluded with a home run, a walk, or a K in three the month tr- of July. <laughs> <What's>
1: that <laughs> The three true outcomes of right, baseball. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Home run, so walk,
0: or strikeout. I just think that it's the strikeout that's going to get in the way. And I remember young rookie Dallas McPherson, when he first came up and was striking You just upset out. a lot of people by bringing up that name. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was striking out a lot, right? And he yeah. was just not making contact. And there was an argument about like, well, an out's an out. Well, Actually, it's not. Because if you make contact, you can move runners over. Hefo did that last night, move some runners over. We saw Shohei, when he got his home run robbed, move some runners over. Yes. And I think that that's why they were successful. So, Johnny... What do you what do you think about my my theory that this is why they're struggling because they're striking out too much? Do you
1: want me to do your line? Should I say it? Oh please! Are you gonna I'm no, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna <laughs> yell at you. That hurt my feelings, Mike. They basically okay. So for example, last night I know it's Neto's first game back, and I will never say anything bad about Zach Neto because no. of what he brings to the table. <laughs> and I know Mama Neto is listening. So, but I, I will say this: there was a moment where he had runners on. And he took a big old hack, Mike, and it was a strikeout. Yeah. And I think what needs to happen here is the Angels need to read the room a little bit better. They need to understand that, like, hey, I just need to focus on putting the bat to the ball. I don't need to crush it. I don't need to swing for the fences. I just need to make contact here and get a productive out. That's the the key thing. Because when you think about, like, Shohei Otani – he hit that fly ball and Michael Harris caught it. It was a productive out mm-hmm. because the runners were able to move up. And then CJ Crone drove in that runner from third, who I still can't remember who it was. But <laughs> if they have a better approach of the play, they look it was, middle. It was
0: Velasquez he pinched ran. Oh,
1: that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. See exactly what he should be doing, running, right. not swinging the bat. Um, they need a better approach. They need to look middle in, in the strike zone. They do that and it helps to not chase at anything out and away. You see Hunter Renfro doing that a lot. Mike, I'll say that his big home run on Sunday was kind of lucky. It was a slider away, and he (laughs) reached for that baby, and he's strong to where he was able to pull it. I even looked at the stats for hitting opposite field, Mike, and the Angels are actually right in line with league average, about 18% hits going the opposite way, which I thought was key to this whole conversation about runners in scoring position but they're right there at league average with everybody else. Even the Braves Mm. are sitting at league average. They're actually a little bit worse than the angels at hitting the opposite way. But I thought maybe that would be key to hitting with runners in scoring position. But here's the thing. When you have off speed pitches, a lot of them are going to start in the zone and drift out of the zone to the left or to the right. You got a splitter starts in the zone and it's going to fall out. I understand. It's one thing to see that pitch out of the pitcher's hand. It's another to recognize it and go, that's a slider, I'm not swinging, right? Because oftentimes that thing's going to drift outside the strike zone. So if the Angels could just change their approach and not swing at those off-speed pitches as often as they have been doing and striking out, I think they're going to see a lot more success to take the walk and, and trust their gut and trust their eyes that oh that's a slider i i should lay off that one and and this weekend while you know we were watching the game i remember you telling me that there you said it out loud there was an off-speed pitch coming and it's going to be low and and it was and the batter swung and it was just so obvious that that was going to be the outcome so again if the angels could just make a contact first approach at the plate it's going to help them be successful in moving runners over, driving in that run. You don't got to swing for the fences every time. Think single. Think one run at a time. I hear Gooby say it all the time. Think one run at a time because as you saw in this game against the Braves, the Angels earned singular runs all throughout the game, and those single runs stacked up to make it 4-1. to I think if they take that approach, into the next month, they're gonna have a lot of success. It's easy to hit on
0: my couch. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown (laughs) Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, we are on Bleacher Report today at 4.30 Pacific time. And the Angels actually play at 4.20 against the Braves. So you can jump on Bleacher and listen to us and watch us while you're watching the game. And if you need a place to watch the game or at least listen to the game, go to SiriusXM on the SXM app to listen to the Angels hometown broadcast. All you gotta do is search Angels.
1: Hey, give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter
0: and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you there, Mike. What do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, of course, we're going to be here for all of the recap from Game Two against the Braves. We'll also be here with all the details if the Angels make any more trades. We're going to be talking about that tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. I'm
1: checking my phone before we call it. Just and, in uh, case. There's there's nothing, no
0: news yet. So okay. uh,
1: hopefully something changes if this gets outdated by the time you're watching it that's baseball we'll Maybe be happy about that <laughs> all right friends until tomorrow's show my name is john and that's my brother mike
0: i found a way to get bonds and Griffey, and we don't have to give up too much
1: <laughs> and my name is mike and that's my brother john what a seinfeld reference before the end of the show thanks for being here everybody we'll see you back here tomorrow and we'll also see you on bleacher report 4:30 pacific time join us there